Well, this mayor, I am me, we're going to chat with Adam Watt very soon, has just been extraordinary since she's come back for the Mar Eustace Stable. I was lucky enough to see her at uh, Canberra win. She won a good race at uh, Canberra. That was the Lickety Split. And Tommy Berry rode her that day. I remember Tommy coming back after that particular race and saying, this mare, she is back and uh, she has a lot of ability. After that, they took her south and then she went to Flemington and she's just worked her way through her grades, especially this preparation. She's put that little picket fix uh, together going from a benchmark 78 all the way through to listed uh, at Canterbury. And it's not only what she's doing in terms of her race wins, but what she's doing on the clock. And Adam Watt joins us now from Dynamics Indications. Good morning, Adam. Morning, Dave. Great to talk with you, mate. Uh, Of course, uh, it's always good to not just talk to trainers and jockeys, but also the syndicators. And, mate, tell us a little bit about this mare right from the start, how you guys found her, where you bought her from, uh, and the the group of owners that you've got in her. Yeah, look, great question. It's been uh, a bit of a journey with her. Uh, Now she's a four-year-old and she's taken some time. And we found her out of the uh, Melbourne Premier sale. Uh, We've had good luck buying out of that sale previously, and she was tucked away down the back in Sedgen Ho's draft, and we just really liked her. And honestly, we, we didn't think that we'd be able to afford her. But it was just at the time as COVID was starting to hit and there was a little bit of uncertainty down there in that sale. And uh, I approached um, Tim Stakemeyer, who was uh, selling her on behalf of uh, Sheikh Mohammed bin Khalifa Al McToom. And I told uh, Tim that I really loved the filly and was going to try and buy her. And Tim came back and said, well, if you do, um, Sheikh Mohammed bin Khalifa would be happy to um, own a piece of her with you. And we'd be the first indicator of around the world that he was happy to uh, own a share in the racehorse with. So that gave me a little bit more confidence. And um, we just loved her. We bought her. And she was actually the easiest horse we've ever ever had to sell out of. Um, she took all of a couple of days to uh, complete the partnership. We've got some wonderful long-term owners in her with us, guys that have been with us for 20-plus years and, and new clients as well that have joined us for the first time. And uh, it's just a, a beautiful group of owners that have all become terrific friends and pretty easy to become friends when uh, you're constantly in the winner's circle enjoying champagne, which is what they've experienced this prep. Exactly right, mate. Has she surprised uh, you guys, the ownership? Has she surprised uh, David and, and Kieran, do you think? Look, I don't think it's come as a surprise. If you remember, we only spoke about her a couple, or going back 12 months ago. I know that you and I were on her at very long odds at 100 to 1 in a listed race at Ramwick at about yes. a third start. And uh, she, it was all, it all just came a little bit too soon for her then. But she'd always shown a supreme talent. Uh, one thing that I guess we're a little bit surprised about is just how effortless this preparation has been. Uh, the first up win was was outstanding and she was underdone. It was only off one trial. It was a, a late nomination and, and we just went around thinking, oh, well, let's have a throw at the stumps. And she smashed the clock and, and won with so much in hand. And we were like, well, oh, geez, this, this thing's come back good. And then knowing how big the first up run had been, we decided to send her back to the paddock for a week and just reset our sights and um, just give her a little bit of time between runs. She went a month between runs and had a little tick over trial. And Tommy Berry, after the trial, came back and said, oh, this thing's not even fit yet. He said it had a massive blow after today. Like, you're not going to see the best of it until it's third or fourth up. And then she came out and, and smashed the clock again at uh, Rose Hill in an 88. And then J-Mac got on her uh, when Tommy had... Uh, some time off, and she just she ran 107.77 at Randwick, albeit wind-assisted, but 
she did it all herself, which was the most impressive part. She sat up on top of a hot speed. She was taken on throughout. She kicked for home. She floated around, and, and J-Mac only touched her with the stick once and told us that there was a few more gears there, and uh, it was scary how easily she did it. And that was probably when we really started to take notice that she had come back in superb order. And um, the Canterbury Sprint had always been on the agenda right from the first up win, thinking, well, where do we go? Trying to find a little bit of black tight with her, this preparation. And it just stood out like a beacon, that race. And it was just nice to be able to get there on the day with a horse that was fit, well and happy. And I must admit, I, I was surprised when Kieran called me two days before the race and said, I think this lo thing looks better than what it did before Ramwick. And I said, really? He said, yeah, I think it's put on more condition and it looks better in the code. And he said, I just can't see it getting beaten. And um, he was right. And fair play to uh, young Andy Atkins as well, who had to jump on board only an hour prior to the race after Tommy couldn't make the weight there on Sunday. And um, we love Andy. We, we use him a lot. He's very much a, a team player and it was nice to be able to throw him the silks and uh, get the job done for us in terrific style. Yeah, it was uh, it was a good little pick-up for uh, Andrew, wasn't it? The plan now, mate. Uh, what's the plan with IME? So she's back in the paddock at the moment. She's having a two-week freshen up out at Bimberdeen Park uh, and then she'll come back in. She'll go to back to Warwick Farm first, uh, have a week or so there and then look to... Head down south, um, she'll have a jump out somewhere. We're just trying to finalise where that will be and it'll likely be that she goes sort of uh, first up off the freshen into the Oakley Plate. Uh, and the race that Kieran's really mad about targeting is, is the new market. He really feels the new market is her Jeez. race. Um, he just feels that mares have such a, a great record in the race getting down in the weights and um, I know that he's he's really excited about about targeting uh, the new market and and the Oakley Plate is his uh, is his platform to get there. It's a big time of the year too for you, mate, because you go to uh, Magic Millions and you'll be up there, no doubt, and making more purchases. And uh, it just it's continuous to involve this uh, racing game. Obviously, you guys one of the first syndicators, but now in terms of you get to stack more syndicators, and it just brings more different avenues of people into the into the game, doesn't it? It certainly does. Like racing is a um, evolving beast, and it's just become such a, a popular sport to be involved with. And, and you can understand why. It's a it's a leisure industry. It's a lifestyle industry, but it's the only lifestyle or leisure industry where you can actually get a return on your on your investment. And, and how how much fun is it owning a share in a racehorse? There, there honestly, there isn't many thrills bigger than watching your horse win. And we've got all time uh, record prize money levels here in Australia. The amount of million-dollar races that we have, carnivals like the Magic Millions Carnival, it just seems like every time you turn the corner now, you're, you're in another carnival, whether it's autumn, spring, Brisbane, winter, South Australia, Tasmania, their carnival on it. Just Racing's never been in a better spot. Um, it's a wonderful industry to be part of. Uh, I'm already here on the Gold Coast and we'll be out there at the, the sales complex this afternoon and, and can't wait to get amongst it again and hopefully find a, a few more IMEs again this season. Yeah, well, pleasure talking to you, mate. Um, it's exciting what this uh, mayor's going to take, what journey she's going to take you on. And as I said, just every time you raise that bar, she continues to jump it, mate. And we'll see you next week on the Gold Coast. I look forward to it, Dave. Thank you so much.